Hi, thank you for being here today. For the first time in history, enlightenment is available to all of us. I believe so many folks today are ready to experience enlightenment. I also believe that folks would like to experience more good and less bad along the way to enlightenment. If that describes you, well then welcome to the Kate T. Benson podcast, where I, your host, Kate T. Benson, provide straightforward, actionable information about achieving enlightenment and experiencing more good and less bad along the way. The focus of this podcast in general is helping folks reach enlightenment and experience a whole lot more good and a whole lot less bad along the way to enlightenment. So my goal for the first three episodes was to create a super simple set of instructions for experiencing enlightenment and experiencing a whole lot more good and a whole lot less bad along the way. And if you're interested in experiencing enlightenment, definitely check out the third episode. For today's podcast, I wanted to take a minute to respond to one of my listeners, Jared, who sent me an email. First, thank you so much. I am so incredibly grateful when I hear from y'all. And uh, Jared, thank you so much for your question. Okay, so Jared asks, hi, Kate. On your podcast and on social, you talk about the ego a lot. But what exactly do you mean by the ego? So... The ego is a part of our identity. I did a master's on identity at AM, and there are lots of ways to think about identity and lots of folks who have described and defined it, like scientists and psychologists and philosophers and modern day marketers. And out of everything that I've read, the best summary that I've come up with is that your identity is all the answers that you can come up with to the Cheshire Cat's question to Alice in Alice in Wonderland. You remember that? The Cheshire Cat asks Alice, who are you? And for an example, when I've talked about the ego in uh, past podcasts, I suggested that grown-up Alice might answer, who are we? Well, we're a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. Is each one of those, being a partner, a mother, a researcher, a part-time firefighter, and a stamp collector, they're all social identities. Or sometimes we also think about them as social roles, like roles that we play. And they're all answers to the Cheshire Cat's question, who are you? Who are you? Well, we're a partnered mother, researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. That's who we are. So there's also um, like in psychology, uh, focus on identity uh, and sorry, uh, the ego. So the ego is a part of our identity. And so also from psychology within identity, um, focus on identity is William James and Eric Erickson. Like they're a couple of like really influential folks. Uh, so like William James, um, According to William James, your identity is made up of the I and the me. And so the me is the collection of things that we think about as like belonging to us or being ours. And the I thinks about all the me's or the minds. Like, for example, there's me at age five or me at age 25. 
And the eye says, they all belong to the same eye. The eye is also where the sense of warmth comes from. Like when we think about things that are us, like that belong to us or that are ours. And it's where we get us, that sense of warmth is where we get our sense of self. So for example, if you think about a memory that's yours, like um, for uh, a pet, um, from a childhood pet, you get a sense or a feeling of warmth, like fondness. But now think about a memory that someone else has told you about you, like maybe your parents telling you some story about you playing in a bathtub, right? And when they tell you that story, there's no sense of warmth and because there's no sense of self because it's not your memory. It's someone else's memory. So super simple, one sentence summary, identity, according to James, it's the collection of stories that we tell ourselves about who we are. And then Eric Erickson, uh, so according to Erickson, identity was a develop is a developmental process. And it's a process where we try on social roles. So like Alice's, I'm a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector. Those are all social roles. And we try those on until we find a sense of identity that's perfectly fitted for us. So social roles or social identities, they're kind of like outfits. Okay, for example, the firefighter outfit, right? So we try on that outfit to see how it feels for us, like how well it fits our sense of who we are. And if we like the outfit, then we keep it. And then when someone asks, who are you? We say, well, we're a firefighter. And then we wear the outfit until it doesn't fit right or doesn't feel right anymore. So super simple one sentence summary, identity according to Erickson is all the answers you can come up with to the Cheshire Cat's question, who are you? And then from outside of psychology, there's personal brand. And so personal brand is basically the image that you present to the world. So not so much the social roles you fill, like being a researcher or a stamp collector, but the personal style you bring when filling those roles, like your personality, your appearance and communication style. So let's say, for example, that you value being a nice person. Then being a nice person would be part of the style that you bring to whatever social role you fill, like stamp collecting or being a researcher. And all of that is identity, but getting to the ego specifically. So the ego is actually the part of our identity that we're most familiar with. And the ego, it's its where we get our ego-based storyline from. Um, so our ego-based storyline is the story that we tell ourselves and others about who we are. Like when we say, I'm a doctor or I'm a lawyer, um, that's your ego-based storyline. So like when Alice says, I'm a partnered mother researcher, part-time firefighting stamp collector, that's Alice's ego-based storyline. And the ego is the part of Alice that came up with that story. And the ego does that for all of us. It, it comes up with our storyline. But here's the thing. When it comes to our ego-based storyline, the ego is pretty much like a Pez dispenser. There's a lot of different types and flavors of Pez. And the Pez dispenser does not care what flavor of Pez it dispenses. And the ego is totally the same way. 
meaning the ego just wants any ego-based storyline. It doesn't care what kind of ego-based storyline it has. It will even take an unhappy ego-based storyline. And the reason that the ego cares about the ego-based storyline is that that's how it maintains its sense of itself. Okay, so you know the incessant monologue in your head? The one that sounds a little something like, I'm better than so-and-so, I'm smarter than he is, I'm not as good as they are, I'm not as good as I should be. Um, And it goes on and on and on like that. Well, the reason for this monologue is the ego is basically doing what a whale does, like with echolocation to know where it is in the water. So for a whale, echolocation is when a whale bounces sound waves off nearby objects to know where it is in the water. And that's what your ego is doing with the incessant monologue in your head. It's just bouncing comparative statements off of you and everything around you to know where it is. It uses those comparative statements to figure out this is who I am and this is how I am. And it just by bouncing the statements off of everyone and everything. And you hear that all day long as an incessant monologue in your head. So most of the time when we talk about the ego in psychology, we're talking about like Freud and the id and the superego and stuff like that. And then most of the time in general life, when we talk about the ego, we're usually talking about someone's personality, like, oh, they have a really big ego. But in spirituality, the ego is better described as a part of your mind. It's almost almost like a creature. And so super simple one sentence summary The ego is the part of us, the part of the mind that comes up with our ego-based storyline. And that's what I mean by the ego. Thank you again so much for your question. Um, I really, I can't tell you how much it means to me to hear from my listeners. Thank you. If y'all are curious about me, you can learn more and sign up for my newsletter at kate-t-benson.com. And you can also follow me on Instagram and Twitter at Kate T. Benson and subscribe on YouTube. There's links below. Thank you so much for your time. I see you. I appreciate you. Until next time. Namaste.